and welcome to Jiu-Jitsu 22, soon to morph into Jiu-Jitsu Red to Blue. Either way, crushing today's GOP under the weight of its own arguments. I'm Tish Durkin, and this episode isn't an episode. It's just a quick hello and welcome to you if you've landed here by way of my current piece in the Oprah Daily Online. As you know, if you read that piece to the point of clicking on the link at the end, that was a letter from a Generation Xer to Millennials about the challenges you will inevitably be hit with as you make your way from being an exhausted, overextended 30-something to being a battle-scarred but sturdy old broad like myself. That piece was not remotely political, and this podcast, of course, is super political. But regardless of where you may fall between those two descriptions, I really hope that you will consider checking out some of the previous episodes and stick around for those to come. I know from the title, it must sound like the most rapidly partisan podcast imaginable. It's devoted to crushing today's GOP, for crying out loud. But as you'll learn if you take a listen to some episodes, it's not really aimed at riling up Democrats for battle. It's aimed at disarming Republicans of weapons they really have no business using. These are the rhetorical weapons they use to attack Democrats on crime, on the economy, on national defense, on border security, on good old-fashioned back-to-basics education, on the overall well-being of most straight white Christian male citizens, let alone everybody else. Now, if you do follow the podcast, you may notice that Democrat though I've become, I don't give a lot of attention to reproductive rights, LGBTQ plus rights, voting rights, racial justice, climate change, or any of the other hot button issues that get so much attention. Not because I don't care deeply about all those things, but because they get so much attention. I'm really happy that there is so much pushback against, for example, the don't say gay laws taking effect in public schools in Florida and elsewhere. But while everybody is fighting over that, I'm more likely to ask, how are the children of Florida and like-minded states actually doing in reading and math? The right-wing politicians in charge of those states behave as if the main problem with public education in America is that there's too much diversity and inclusion in it, and if only those are stripped out, suddenly the kids are magically going to get better at the basics. Something tells me it's not that simple. So why do these powerful figures get huge political mileage out of implying that it is? Likewise on the economy. All throughout 2022, we heard that no matter what else might be worrisome about the trumped-up Republican Party, they deserved our votes because in these hard times, we needed their great ability to handle the economy. I thought of the Trump-era economic record of the GOP. Everything from the catastrophic growth in the national debt, the American jobs loss to foolish and impulsive tariffs, the Foxconn fiasco in Wisconsin, and thought to myself, what? That's like rehiring a babysitter on the basis that the last three times she set the house on fire, it didn't burn all the way down. You get the idea. This is getting long for a quick hello, but I do want to make you clear on two more points. One, I don't mean to suggest that all Republicans are created equal. There are Republicans who have cheered and enabled or at least normalized and rationalized Trump's foray into fascism, and there are Republicans who have refused to do that, sometimes at great cost to themselves. And two, God knows, I am not trying to pretend that Democrats are perfect on policy or anything else. I'm a liberal, but if tomorrow I could snap my fingers and have the country run by nothing but liberals, I wouldn't want that. I want what has always worked best for this nation, a deeply flawed but essentially sound left-of-center party going toe-to-toe with a deeply flawed but essentially sound right-of-center party, 
each on the basis of values that deserve weight in the discussion, though each side will differ on how much weight. Today, we only have half that. No matter how far and wide the Democrats are denounced as a band of wild socialists and groomers who want to abolish private property and set up drive-through gender reassignment clinics for toddlers, they're just not. And I'll be spending a fair amount of time illustrating the ways in which they are not. Meanwhile, nobody has to conjure up the image of a violent fascist attack on the U.S. Capitol at the behest of the then-sitting U.S. president. It happened. And most Republican leaders are to this day expressing indifference that it happened. So it's on the right where the radicals have been and unfortunately seem to remain very much in charge. Now, even though the GOP's performance on policy may seem to be a completely separate question from the threat they pose to democracy, it's not. The practical policy stuff is key to reining in the radicalism. It is only by maintaining their image as competent on these real-life problems that Republicans are able to court average, everyday, well-meaning people, even as they court the racists and the conspiracy mongers. They can't win without both. Thus, establishing themselves as good on crime, the economy, defense, and all the rest enables the GOP to place the political power of Americans who don't, in fact, even like extremism at the service of Americans who live for it. That's not good for any Americans, left, right, or center. So that's the basic idea. For more, please check out my previous episodes, particularly episode two, what this podcast is about, and episode one, who it's for. But if you're an Oprah person, which to me means that you like to look at all kinds of things in all kinds of ways, I really think it could be for you. Thanks for listening. Jiu-Jitsu Red to Blue will soon be up and running. Please do follow or subscribe 